Hello and welcome to Left on Red, the podcast where, like Shane's girlfriend, Shane is now feeding illicit drugs to his father. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I got to start out by saying coming in hot. <laughs> it was all out of love. What? Uh, my, you know, you don't want to, well, there's two ways to fuck someone up. Like, you, know, you do <laughs> like hate or love. This is, this is some good intentions. Believe you me. So I was talking to my buddy and he's like, he's a supervisor at one of like the weed processing facilities and okay. he gets like crazy deals through like, uh, the Ontario government website. So he's like, Hey, they just released these new bath bombs and they're CBD bath bombs. It'll be a great present for your girl or whoever. I'm like, all right, I'll take two. You know what I mean? So I give one to Kate and she, she's really happy about it. And I notice it says THC in like big red letters, like a fucking stop sign on it. Like watch out. Yeah. There's THC in this. And if anyone uh, knows weed, THC is like the psychoactive portion of it the shit that gets you actually high yeah cbd is like the relaxing portion where it just like mellows you right out gets your muscles all like relaxed and all that and so my dad's bickering as he does as you do when you're old i don't i don't hold it against him oh this bone hurts oh this muscle hurts oh this nerves being a pain in my ass huh? okay man are you gonna do something about it or what <laughs> and so i ordered this cbd uh bath bomb Next thing you know, it's a fucking THC and CBD bath bomb. So there's like a bit of both. And I'm like, uh, it, is it a conflict? Like, is it is it bad to to give your dad? So you knew it was a THC one before you gave it to him. Yeah. And I'm looking at the ratios and I'm like, okay, well, it's like 92% CB, or CBD and then 8% THC. I'm like, that's not too bad. But like, that doesn't really say like, in big bold letters, this will not get you fucked up or this will get you fucked up. I don't really know. Yeah, it's a real arbitrary markup there. So how big is the bath bomb? You know, like if it's huge, eight percent could be a lot, you yeah, know? Yeah, I don't know. And so I do what any rational person would do. And just test out someone I else. open <laughs> I open the door a bit, just fucking steaming out in the room. Dad's probably sitting there relaxing and I go, like, you know when you choose Spetsnaz in Modern Warfare 2? And they go, Granada! I scream, <laughs> I throw it in the room. I can't see shit, but I feel like I heard a splash. I'm like, I probably landed in the tub and I close the door and I get the fuck out of there. So I don't know. I just left the house to come here to record, but I feel like when I get back, I will know if the if it gets you fucking high or not. <laughs> and this is someone who hasn't smoked weed in like probably 35 years so like or or ever maybe i don't know because he mentioned when he was a young lad he's like yeah i tried weed once and i just i wasn't in control of my body i didn't like the way it made me feel so i didn't try it again and i don't know if that's bullshit or not i'll just take his word for it but uh you probably should have told your mom like hey uh keep an eye on dad i gotta go (laughs) yeah i'm sure he'll be fine (laughs) (laughs) But it was out of like, because like I said, he's been complaining about his muscles and his back and all every single bone in his body for as long as I can remember. So I'm like, the least I can do is give him something to to loosen him up. You know, <laughs> oh, this sounds so bad. <laughs> this sounds terrible. <sighs> Stephen, what do you think about that? Um, <laughs> I mean, just knowing that he's currently just in a tub, possibly just, you know. <laughs> just sitting there like a fried pickle or something but yeah i don't think you get too fucked up 
I mean, his tolerance is pretty low after 35 years, though. That's that's all I got to say about that. I think it depends on all how long he stays in the tub. Yeah, that's true. Like, I think if he's out, if he was, like, out of the tub 15 minutes after, like, he, nothing. But I think if he's, like, still in there for, like, an hour, <laughs> he's probably going to get home. And he's probably, I bet you he'll get home and he'll just seem a little bit off. Oh, he might be extremely loosey goosey. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm like, hey, what's going on? He'll be real <laughs> talking. What did you do to me? <laughs> I don't know. Either that, or there's gonna be like an ambulance at the house. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> I'm just He's like, I don't know like, what's going on. I think I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> I'm just waiting for like for your phone just to start lighting up. Oh no, it's on your start ringing. Speaking of your phone, you yeah. got a hundred dollar bill tucked up in the phone case there. Yeah, I did that like three, four months ago, and it was probably the best financial decision I've ever made. Yeah. It was putting a hundred dollar bill in the back of my phone. Because I got a new phone. That's what they call Apple Pay. Yeah, <laughs> Apple Pay, exactly. I had Apple Pay on my phone before that, and anytime I just like even I, I guess I want that. Boom, tap the phone. Yeah. Easily. Now you own it. And it's like, oh, okay. And I realized I'd spend like three times as much on shit I just didn't even need. Or or like impulse buys. Yeah. You know when you're walking out of the store and it's like, mm, they have Miss Vicky's chips or some shit. And like, oh, I fucking love those. But then he was like, I don't know. Am I going to break a $100 bill and then have to carry around a pocket full of fucking coins? Like, <laughs> I don't want to do that. So I'm like, oh, forget. I don't want to eat the chips anyway. You know what I mean? So doing that has saved me a lot of trouble and it's a hundred dollars like if i need to like fucking get somewhere or do something it's enough money that i can do it right yeah and i found in the last three months i haven't ever needed to break it or if i did need to spend money it was premeditated i'll bring the satchel with me with yeah. the wallet in it because it's like you have that extra step of thinking about it like do i need to purchase this is it worth breaking a hundred dollar bill over it? No. No, no, no. I don't I don't want to break hundreds either. The only time I really break hundreds is for gas. Oh, really? Just because it divvies it up in the twenties nicely. Uh-huh. I haven't paid for gas in a little bit. I got uh you know my how you collect points on your card? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if we talked about this. Don't you collecting points? No, so I collected points on like my Visa card. Yeah. For buying everything on my Visa card. And then they had like a ten percent off or to say 10 or 25 percent off all gift cards on the rbc rewards website so i got a petrol points gift card 400 dollars worth of petrol points gift cards for 25 percent off huh so yeah I, that's kind of confusing math but basically i don't have to pay for gas for like the next couple of weeks we've been um our dealership uh, got bought out and we had a uh, we had an account with a petrol points card because we had the gas station up the road. So that's where we would go to fill up mm-hmm. every single car that rolled through our lot. All the new cars, all the used Holy. cars before we sell them. Mm-hmm. These cars were getting filled with gas. Mm-hmm. And we had a Petro Points card. Yeah. And now that we got bought out, that that card is canceled. That's not our account anymore. So it's like, I bet you, I bet you big boy, the, you know, the old owner, isn't paying for gas for the rest of his life, man. Because wow. we've just been filling this card up with points forever. Holy. And now, now it's just his to use. That's crazy. Yeah. Perks of owning a dealership and selling right? it, eh? Right. So has anything else changed or is that? Yeah, it's what they tell us, right? It's basically the same thing, just like quote unquote different owner. Yeah. Huh. I feel like if I were to buy out a business, I'd well, I'd like... At least put some like new lighting or something like that in, you know what I mean? We, we literally had the dealership renovated like last year, two years ago. Oh, you already did. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's okay. already a brand new dealership. Holy. Yeah. Wow. So Shane, you asked me to watch a, uh, not watch, listen 
to The Alchemist today. Yeah. Have you heard of this book before? No. You've not heard of The Alchemist before? No. Oh, my gosh. I had no idea what I was walking into. I didn't even read the description before I listened to this. So I'll give you a little backstory. This book came up in my life like four times over the last year. So first time I heard about it, it was with Andre, my barber. He was talking about, we were talking about books. And he's like, oh, yeah, I got the book, The Alchemist. And he's like eight pages in or something like that. He's like finding the motivation to read it. But he's like, yeah, apparently this book is like really powerful. And I'm like, oh, okay. Didn't think anything of it. Went on with my day. And then my mom goes, oh, have you read The Alchemist? And I'm like, no. And she's like, oh, it's a really good book. You should definitely read it. And then one of her clients was talking to her. And I overheard it. She was talking about The Alchemist. And she was going to see her daughter for the first time. She had her daughter. And she hadn't put her up for adoption ever. Hadn't seen her in 15 years. Yeah. And it was her birthday coming up this year in 2021. And it was the first time she was going to see her in 15 years. You know what the present she got her for her birthday was? The book, The Alchemist. The hard copy that she had when she was a kid. Her original copy of The Alchemist. She gave it to her daughter. I'm like, holy fuck, like this book is powerful. Yeah, this book must mean something. I know. I'm like, ah, I gotta read it. And then something else happened and I I got it on um Spotify. So like literally anyone can listen to it. You just go on to Spotify and hit search and you type in the Alchemist and it says like The Alchemist by Pablo Chio or whatever, and you just click play, listen to four hours. We I, just to want, I just want to specify that I'm pretty sure it's it's not Pablo Chio. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's like it's it's Paolo. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah just, just to avoid any type of confusion. But yeah, yeah, but yeah, continue, continue. <laughs> so I don't know. I listened to it. Uh, I feel like it, it's only four hours. I listened to it all in one sitting. Yeah. So the human ultradian cycle, like our our able being able to focus on one thing at for a certain amount of time, is usually limited to about ninety minutes. Yeah. So if you want to listen to this whole book, you have to do it in like, like three parts. Me and you were animals. We just listened to the entire thing, the whole four hours through, right? Yeah. Once you told me to start, I just started it. Yeah. It didn't <laughs> stop until it was done, right? I got, uh, I think I got 75% of the way through it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I just ran out of time at work. All good. So what I'm talking about, the ultradian cycles is you can basically stay focused on something generally for about 90 minutes. That's why lectures are about 90 minutes long. And that's why we keep our podcast under 90 minutes so people can stay focused on it. But if it's going on for like three hours, your attention is broken up. Like you're not paying attention hundred percent. Yeah. Suck it, Joe Rogan. Learn from us. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, um, I don't know. I, I took away a lot of it the first time, but it was a lot to process because I listened to four hours straight. So I listened yeah. to it for a second time today, but like halfway through. And I got infinitely more out of it than I did listening to it the first time. I would definitely need to listen to it again because I've, I feel like I'm going to be out of the mix here because you're talking about how powerful this is. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I took nothing in from it. maybe just because i like maybe maybe just because i was i was working at the same time like i wasn't really giving it like my full attentive like like capacity yeah yeah but i was just like i was just listening too much to the story and i wasn't Mm -hmm. thinking too much about the actual story and what it meant now i understood that it was essentially about realizing your dreams your destiny and following them through to the end and actually putting effort into getting them yeah but like there's just points in the story where i was like just getting caught up for a minute to be like why (laughs) Yeah, I see that. And a lot of times when that happened, I'd like go back a bit or I, I listened to it again today. And yeah. I found there was like something that was said before that point where I'm like, why is he saying this? But there was something said right before that that like 
opened my eyes. It was yeah. Like, oh, I get it now. Because you, know? you got to remember, especially in the audio version, that like they're narrating the story, but there's little bits where they talk about it first. So like every time there's like a scene change, yeah. he has like a little exposition to give you before. Yeah. So it's like it's like a little prologue. Mm-hmm. So out of it, the whole first listening that I did, the one thing I got out of it is the meaning of deserts. There was a lot of deserts in it. It was basically, it was uh, based in Andalusia, which is essentially northern Africa, Iberia. Yeah. So I notice in a lot of these like big prolific texts, think of like the Bible. Yeah. Jesus walked through the desert. The richest man in Babylon, the main character was stranded in the desert looking up at the sun, just like, that's when he had his realization. Same with this book. They're walking through the desert for days. And then I noticed every time someone has time to themselves, like a long amount of time with no constant input of new information, they can actually think about what they have experienced in their life and derive meaning from within yeah, because his biggest problem, referring directly to the to the alchemist, is that the biggest problem he necessarily faced was getting from what would essentially be Spain to Egypt because mm-hmm. he was going to the pyramids, but it was getting enough money to actually cross the desert because mm-hmm. it was just like you don't just cross the desert or once you start, you can't stop. Then it's just the desert. Yeah. And it's just kind of like this big hump in the story that he kind of has to get around. Mm-hmm. Not to spoil it for anybody. Listen to it on your own. <laughs> but uh, yeah, think about creating your own personal desert. So what I mean by that is like going and having time set out that you're not necessarily getting distracted by a bunch of things. Some time to actually ruminate on what you already know and listen to that voice within that's pulling you in the direction of your quote-unquote legend what you need to follow in order to fulfill yourself you know what i mean i've been listening to that since i heard the book and i'm like what direction has my brain and body what direction has my soul been pulled to since i was a young kid you know what i mean like what have i been wanting to do for a long time that if i don't do i will regret for the rest of my life and i'm like fuck like what is that (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? Whole food, plant-based. Whole food, but yeah, but like I feel like it goes way deeper than that. There's like these, there's like these hidden like desires that I've had since I was even a young kid that I feel like I'm gonna fulfill in my life. But then it's like, am I taking the steps that are going to fulfill them? So you you took the idea of the desert as sort of like a self-reflection period. Yeah, like a meditation. Okay, I took the desert as. This isn't really spoiling them because they're explaining on the start of the book. But basically, he meets a gypsy that tells him that if he goes to the pyramids, mm-hmm. he will discover treasure. Mm-hmm. But one of the biggest things in between him is the desert. And to me, I just took it as essentially that if you have a destiny, it's not it's not so simple. It's not so easy to just go do. Mm-hmm. Like there, There's a lot of effort and time and dedication required out of you to go do something to that extent. Yeah, You know, nothing worth having comes easy. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of like he's realizing that there's challenges on the way. Exactly. But he's not giving up. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like you're engaging in a trade where it's like you're trading your time and your money for those learning experiences. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, shit, like I'm getting older. Like this sucks. I'm going to be an old f-ing day. 
sorry, excuse my language. I'm going to be an old goat one day. <laughs> and <laughs> that really sucks. But you have to look at it like an exchange. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm going to get old one day, but I'm trading that time for knowledge. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a constant exchange. Yeah, because they talked about uh, like a shopkeeper that was in the same spot for 30 years. And it was good when he started and he had dreams of being rich when growing up in the shop. Mm-hmm. But then it, it doesn't amount to that. And 30 years later, he's just stuck there miserable. Yeah. Isn't that horrifying? Yeah. Because I'm sure there's something in everyone's life that they're like, hmm, I really, like for me, I'll, I'll admit, I want to own like a bachelor pad in Hungary and I have this vision. Yeah, you've, of, t- you've talked about this on the yeah. podcast before. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah, man. Like I'm going to learn the language. I'm going to be walking down to a cafe. There's going to be beautiful people around me. I'm just going to be like, this is where I belong. You know what I mean? Back in the old country, back in where the roots of the family grew up. You yeah. know what I mean? That's so cool. So I don't know. I have this like sitting in the back of my head where I have to learn Hungarian. I have to save up some funds, find like a nice condo in Budapest, like, and just live there for a couple months of the year. Yeah. And then return there every once in a while. So I don't know. That's like part of my personal, like, I don't know, my ethos, you know what I mean? That's like yeah. pulling me there. I don't know why. I've never even been to Hungary. So I don't even know what it's like, but I just have this vision. And it's like, if I didn't do that in my life, I would be a pissed off old man. I'd be like, yeah. oh, I squandered my opportunity. <laughs> you know what I mean? This, the scary part about that is that in this hypothetical, the shopkeeper had dreams of like growing rich off this shop as he got old and having a bunch of people around him. But he doesn't realize the failure of that until 30 years. Yeah, until it's too late. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is like a huge thing that you can be in a position in your life where you think that you're living up to your dream, but it never does. Yeah, that's exactly true. So it's kind of like you really do have to have like confidence in your dreams and know that they're going to lead you in the right direction. Yeah, and listen to your heart, right? Like when when your heart has these this guiding voice that says, "Oh, do this or you shouldn't do this," but you like repress it and suppress it and don't listen to it. Yeah, it'll eventually stop telling you the right way, and yeah. then you're just going to be screwed, right? But if you're just like, "Oh my gosh, I have this gut instinct. I have these omens that this is a good opportunity to take, or this is an awful one, and I should stay away from it." You have to listen to those because chances are it's this deeper knowledge that you don't even know where it's coming from, but it will be right most of the time. But if you do this, if you say, "No, I'm just gonna ignore that omen. I'm gonna ignore that gut feeling." I feel like you're going to be walking into more traps than, than you would otherwise. Yeah, and it sucks to say that only time will tell, but it's it definitely favors those who try and try again. Yeah. If you just, like, give up and take the first, like, comfortable opportunity with you, then you might realize in 30 years that it was a mistake. hmm Yeah, and they said something else in the book where it's like, love should never take you away from your destiny. And I'm like, hmm, what does that mean? Because... Or it's true love will never take you away from your destiny. I'm like, what does that mean? And in the book, there was this girl that he met by the well. And she was like, go, go off to your, um, go do your legend or your personal destiny. Go figure it out. And like, I'll be here for you when you get back. Because it was her personal destiny to find him. But that wasn't his personal destiny. His personal destiny was to go out and find his treasure. You know what I mean? And if she held him back, let's say he was like worried about her leaving or him leaving and not making it back or something like that. And he stayed in the place that she was, then she would feel guilty 
for not letting him go pursue his destiny. Yeah. So, for example, if you meet a girl, big shout out to Haley, and <laughs> and you're just like, oh man, I'm not gonna pursue my dream, whatever it is, as like a as like a radio host or like a stand up comedian or whatever you want to do, right? Yeah. And you say, oh no, I just want to stay back home with Haley and and just relax because she's my personal treasure or whatever, right? Yeah. Then she's gonna look at you after like three four years and be like, man. I really held Steven back from what he wanted to be. That really sucks. And then she's going to feel guilty about it because, oh, if he didn't meet me, he might be on stage somewhere in LA or something like that, living out his dream. So it's like, you don't want that person to hold you back. But if it's true love, if this person really wants the best for you and you're the best for them, they'll understand. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's interesting. It's an interesting thought. Not that I'm in that position. No, 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 yeah, no. Not no, that no. I'm being held back, but yeah, I, I know, I know what you mean. Is um, you definitely have to know that you're in a position to, if you're holding somebody back or being the one that's being held back, mm-hmm. you have to be able to recognize that position because if you're, if you know your destiny and you know that you're being held back from it, then you're the problem. You're the only thing in your way. Say one more time. So, if you know what your destiny is and mm-hmm. you know that you're being held back, mm-hmm. you're the problem. Mm. I, I, yeah. Say, you say mean. your bachelor pad in Hungary. It's mm-hmm. up for sale. It's, mm-hmm. it's the perfect one. You, you, you're like, you're, you're talking to the realtor in Hungary about it. Mm-hmm. Man, I want to put an offer on this. And you just go, eh, you know, money's kind of tight right now. Maybe, you know, maybe I could, maybe it's not the right decision. Mm-hmm. Maybe I, maybe I should save the money for something else. Mm-hmm. You're the only one holding yourself back. Yeah. You'd have to recognize that and either push yourself. Or say Kate starts up her baking business. Mm-hmm. Do you invest in her baking business, or do you buy your bachelor fat in Hungary? That's uh, <laughs> that's up to the Spotify poll. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Don't want to start an argument. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're making some sourdough. Eh? Have you ever seen that? It looks like bread from the old world. It's like this crusty, fermented bread that looks like hard. It, it's crazy to think like yeah. what bread actually was like 400 years ago. Like it probably sucked. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah, we don't have that true convection oven with like all the fancy shit going on inside it. You know, they just had like a fire. But to be fair, I've had like stone like oven pizza with it was cooked by a fire and it tasted amazing. So oh yeah, I've had like like proper bread like being made as as like from old old techniques. Yeah. But it's like it's like new recipes with stuff. It's not like. It's not like the flour and grain was just absolutely pummeled right behind you. Yeah. And just like harvested by people who had their hands in the dirt all day. So Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, you, you're going to be like, oh, man, is there dirt in this? I, I'm a fan of eating vitamin, dirt. Yeah. yeah. My vitamin B12. <laughs> <laughs> that's jokes. You got to think about what food was like. You know when they make that joke, they're like, oh, yeah, if I went back in time 400 years and just gave the first peasant that I find like a nacho cheese Dorito, that's oh. probably got more cheese than that guy's ever tasted in his entire life. Just become whole food plant-based. I'm like a peasant living millions of years ago. I know exactly what it feels like. <laughs> it's not like that at all, bro. <laughs> what do you mean? You're not just like... Uh, I mean, like, ah, shit, I was going to say, it's not like you're just like walking up. I was, you're not like playing gatherer in the morning, but like you are <laughs> because you have you have like all these vegetables grow. Actually, it's winter. You can't. You'd be starving if you were. There's like still the some kale. It's a pretty hearty vegetable under the snow. I was like yeah. smacking the snow off of it and then grabbing the leaf. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, though. It's a good grocery store out back. It's sick. They do do stuff like that where like you can make your own stuff. There was a, I read a, um, 
I read a whole story about a guy who literally made his own sandwich from scratch. So like he grew the wheat to make the bread. Whoa. He grew the like the tomatoes to make it. He he like raised the poultry to to make this sandwich. Mm-hmm. Like this club sandwich. Made it completely on his own, all to his own ability. And he's like, Yeah, this took like six months and probably like nine hundred dollars and it was like all right. <laughs> he wasn't even a fan of his own sandwich. Yeah, it was like, it, he's like, it was all right. Like, definitely, like, wouldn't have it again. But, like, it was all right. Time <laughs> to sell the stone mill. Like, like, that, that's what I mean, though. Is it's not just like, mm-hmm. you don't just do it and it's good. No, 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 no. Yeah. Food would have sucked back then compared to our standards now. Yeah. I feel like everything's very hyper palatable. I know you want to get me started on that subject because, like, everything's very sweet. Yeah, sweet or very salty or very fatty, and it's like it it's artificially boosting your taste buds. It's almost like when you go to a casino or something. I wouldn't like even that. say boosting your taste buds. I'd say it's suppressing them. Over time it does. Yeah. Yeah. So like I've had kale or just like fruit that tasted like the fucking nectar of the gods. Like, holy yeah. shit, this is so good. And it was just a fruit. Especially or even if a you leaf. like fasted for like a couple of days, like yeah. only drank water, like it's just like resetting your taste buds. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. it's like you could just have like a bite of a watermelon and it'd be like the tastiest thing in the world. Yeah, it's amazing, right? But if you're eating like like chocolate and candy every day and you go to eat like a piece of, piece of fruit, it'll taste better. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like, wow, it's such a crazy effect our body has at adapting. Yeah. You know what I mean? So some people don't realize like how sour strawberries are because they just dunk them in sugar. Oh, yeah, or like chocolate strawberries. You have like just like a nice like pick strawberry. Like they're pretty sour. I could imagine a pretty stra- sour strawberry. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Maybe it would take a second listen through to get the the answer I'm looking for. But what do you think is your personal destiny? Ah. Uh, if you were to just simply follow your heart, unfiltered by what the world is telling you to do, I would probably just start pumping out podcasts. Yeah. You think My destiny is to make people smile. Oh, wow. I feel like you'd be really good at it. You know what I mean? Oh, it's like, it's like I just do it on Snapchat all the time. And I love it. Like when somebody like, like will message me back or screenshot, like mm-hmm. I'll like take a Snapchat with people and I'll be like, look, like this one's gold. Trust me. <laughs> and then I send it to like 30 people yeah. and then it takes like minutes and it's like screenshot replayed nice. message ha lol that made me that, that i'm dead like i just love seeing that just like show people to be like this is what i'm about like that's wow. what i like to do that's awesome yeah i know it feels good that you like put out good vibes yeah you know what i mean oh my gosh i didn't want to come to this point in the podcast but there's trouble in paradise steven why is that fuck man so, that last snap you sent me wasn't funny. No, uh. it wasn't even that, man. It's in the household. It's, it's been on my mind for the last little bit now. So Let's get into it. I am like, my parents are real estate agents. And yeah. they put me at the head of marketing. So like any advertisement that you see with my parents' name on it, chances are I designed it and I like pumped it out. I targeted the audience. I set the budget. And like when it gets played, where it gets played. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm in charge of all that shit. Yeah. December, slow month. I go, the the Google ads, the Facebook ads, they're not producing as they were at the beginning of the year in the spring market. We have to change things up. So I was thinking, what's something I can do that 
it's going to actually like affect people on an emotional level level. Because if you just watch a Google ad or a YouTube ad, yeah, it's not going to like hit you on an emotional level. Like, no, I'm just wow. going to skip it. You're just going to skip it. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, especially this time of year, like what can we do uh, with the same amount of money in our marketing budget to actually impact people on like an emotional level? And what that, what I came up with was going to people's homes that have very nice Christmas decorations. I like to compliment people on the things that they put hard work into. Yeah. If you compliment people on their innate talent, it'll almost be like a backhanded compliment to them. Yeah. It's like, hey man, you're tall. Good job. It's like, well, fuck you, right? I know. It's like, (laughs) oh, okay, thanks. (laughs) You know what I mean? But if it's like, hey, I see you put really good uh, effort into putting all those decorations up. I think it looks awesome. It's like, well, I spent like two hours doing that. I'm glad someone appreciates my effort, right? Yeah. So I'm like, I want to go down to these houses that really done up their Christmas decorations. You know what I mean? Like wrapped the fucking roof with Christmas decorations. Yeah. Go. I'm going to give them a card that says, hey, I really loved what you did with the place. You make my drop my drive home so much better or whatever. Um, thanks again from my parents. Yeah. And I'd put like a gift card for like Timmy's in there, something like that, five or ten bucks, whatever, just like to show appreciation and my parents' card. Well, by the way, we're never too busy for your referrals. If you ever have someone looking to buy or sell a home, let us know. That'll hit someone on an emotional level. Imagine right. you spend you're a right. full two days setting up your Christmas decorations and you're just like, oh, I'm sure these people like it. Yeah. And then someone gives you money on a gift card that you can go enjoy with your family at getting two hot chocolates together or something like that. Yeah. I'm like, this is the best idea ever. You know what I mean? And it's going gonna, it's gonna to cost us less than what we're spending monthly or quarterly on Google ads just to do it this month. You know what I mean? Yeah, like people talk about targeted ads, but there's a difference between targeted ads when you're targeting and an, you're still targeting a large audience. Like if you mm-hmm. say, yeah, I made ads and like I made targeted ads, you mm-hmm. might be referring to, yeah, I'm targeting people between 18 and 35. That's anybody, bro. Mm-hmm. But if it was like, yeah, I made a targeted ad and you're handing me your uh, your little Pokemon card one, yeah. your realtor one. Yeah. Then that's like, that's a personal, I'm creating an actual like personal and an emotional yeah. relationship to that, receiving it from you. That's right. One of 25 in the world. Exactly. So that's it's cool. like, I know how many people will, I like, will just be here. I'll be like, yeah, check it out. This is like, this is Shane's <laughs> realtor card. It's like a Pokemon card. They're like, wow, that, like, that's sick. That's really yeah. cool. Is that actually his card? I was like, yeah, it's, it's got like this information. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. It, it creates like such more like an um, of like a positive relationship from mm. it versus if you just like sent me a message and you were like, housing markets on the rise. If you want to sell or whatever. Yeah. Care. It just goes right to your junk folder. Yeah. You know it's like, I, mean? I know <laughs> you don't have to tell me that houses are ridiculously overpriced. <laughs> <laughs> housing markets on the rise. You're like, ah, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Literally it's like, oh man, so, squash my dreams. I had this wonderful idea. I go to my parents. They're sitting there eating breakfast. I pop my breakfast down and I go, Hey, listen guys, Think about this. I'm going to pause the the marketing budget. We're going to put it towards this. They love it. They go, oh my gosh, I'll help you write the cards out by hand. This will be perfect. And I know the best place to get the cards, Costco. And I'm like, okay, perfect. Let's go to Costco. We'll go Wednesday. Okay, perfect. Next thing you know, like two days later or something like that, it was was Tuesday, the day before we were supposed to go. This is such a positive. How is it going to end so badly? They go, "Mm, I I don't think it's a good idea. What? And I literally say that. I go, what? And I turn my head and I squint my eyes. Like, I'm pissed off. Like, what yeah. the? Like, right? What do you mean it's not a good idea? You Shane, just said. Shane, I appreciate the effort that you made into this idea. 
It's a good idea. It is a good idea, right? <laughs> and can someone tell my parents that? Because they just got cold feet all of a sudden. Oh, but we're spending $500 on... Get- Maybe your Who dad will have shit? a nice like rethinking period as he's stoned in the tub right now. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so, man. This is when I got to hit him with round two of the marketing. I got to bring the fucking pie charts. Yeah. <laughs> Look, you're actually saving money on it. And it'll hit someone on an emotional level. This is what you want. So I don't know. I thought it was an amazing idea. They eventually got cold feet after two days of pondering about it, even though they just said, yeah, let's do it. It's a great idea. Yeah. And so now I'm sitting here like pissed off because me and you both know it's a good idea. And you're not just yeah. fluffing me up by saying that, right? Like it's it's better than just putting a fucking Google ad out there that someone's going to skip. Exactly. So I don't know. They don't, they see through, they go, oh, we wasted hundreds of thousands of dollars on marketing in our life. And I'm like, bro, you're saving money here and it's going to be way better output. But yeah. this has been on my mind for a couple of days. You can tell I'm still heated about it. Yeah. Like, it's, I haven't been able to like vent. So this is what, uh, I hope they listen to this podcast. <laughs> Change <laughs> just, their just mind. Just ask them to listen to this one. Only. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just tell them to skip the first part about uh, putting the THC back <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> that, that part's not important. Just scrub through it. Yeah. But no, I think in terms of like, uh, I could see on like a marketing standpoint how they might not they might not think that they're getting their money's worth because they're like, oh, well, like we're, we're even though we're saving money, we're only targeting way less amount of people because you're you're not like cold calling a bunch of people's doors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we went before from hitting like a hundred thousand people quarterly, and this will be like a hundred and fifty people this month. Yeah, but if you look at like the statistical like average of returning mm-hmm. from that type, would you rather like hit a hundred thousand people with like a point one percent chance that? Mm-hmm. that your ad will work on them? Yeah. Or would you rather hit 100 people with a, a 75% chance of this ad working yeah. on them? And honestly, even if one person were to call us and say, hey, I love this. That math probably doesn't add up. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, no, that's what I'm saying. Though. But you know what I mean? Like, like, target what would actually be like positive target what would mm-hmm. actually work bet on like bet on a winning streak don't just like throw it out there and go oh, it'll work for somebody. Mm-hmm. No, like they pick something that you know that'll work for most people. Mm-hmm. Just like sending out some boring mundane ad yep. going, oh, well, people will read it. And eventually some guy that's going, oh, I don't have a realtor is just going to stumble across my ad. Mm-hmm. But if it was different where you've put that thought into these people's heads with with a card and a nice like heartfelt minute, uh, message about how, how appreciative you are of their efforts, mm-hmm. that's so much more for them to think about that. Like say maybe their neighbor, their kid, their, their, their friend, them, or yeah. you're just – Anywhere where like a realtor gets mentioned, mm-hmm. or we're talking about the housing market, they might be like, "Oh, like, oh, maybe, t- maybe this time is a good time to sell." Yeah. Then they might be like, "Oh, well, you know, the other day we actually had a realtor show up at our door, and he gave us a card to say how much he liked our Christmas lights." Like, "Oh, mm-hmm. I have the card right here. You, here you go." Boom. There that, it is. That's so much more likely than mm-hmm. if I was like, if someone was like, "Oh, I'm thinking about buying a house," and I was like, "I saw this ad." Yeah, Shane. I see the Google ad. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody does that. Like, <laughs> I know, I know. So. I'm pissed off because they can't see the glory in it. And they're like, I'm like, hey, can I use your Costco card Yeah, to buy this? And they go, no, we're not doing it. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, are you kidding me? And now I'm thinking, do I spend my money on their marketing budget to just make them them money that I'm mad at these people now? (laughs) Like, it's like buying your enemy, enemy fucking breakfast. You know what I mean? And they're my parents. I love them. They're not my enemy. But right now it's like, do I have to spend my hard-earned cash to try to get them money that I like? I don't know. It's a dilemma that's going through my head. I just want to prove to them that this is like the best fucking idea that we've had all year, and they don't—they're seeing right through it. You know, just I mean? just give them your resignation. Just just like like throw it in their face and be like, you know, if you guys don't trust me with your marketing, then uh, 
I don't think we can work together on this. Yeah. Shame it could have been called a family business, but... <laughs> this is the power play I need to hear this right is, now, uh, This will be two weeks. I'm, I'm <laughs> you're handing my two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's another family duo out there that's really successful in realty that would uh, appreciate my efforts. Yeah. <laughs> they actually gave me a Tim's card to tell me how much they appreciated my marketing idea. Oh, my gosh. This, this is the uh, power play I needed to hear. Sometimes I'm just too timid, man. Like, I don't like conflict, but, like... Sometimes I feel like it needs to come down to something a little bit more aggressive. You know what? No, I get that you don't like conflict, but you know what's more conf- conflicting than what you're doing right now? What's that? Like the most conflicting option is what you're doing right now mm-hmm. is you're sitting and stewing about it. Yeah, it's the internal battle. Yeah. I, like mm-hmm. either just do it for them and prove them wrong or just forget about it because you're at a point where sitting and stewing about it isn't going to change anything. Yeah, it's you either it need so to, much worse. Yeah, you either need to do it or you need to forget about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's nothing but a wait. It's like fear cures all. Action cures all fear. Action cures all fear. That's awesome. Yeah. That's good shit. <laughs> so either like do it or wrap it up, throw it away. I know. I can't forget about it. I'm going to have to do it. I'm going to have to drop fucking. Even if, even if like you're, if, if you don't want to like spend, it's not like you have to spend like the same as their marketing budget out of your own pocket to do that. But even on like a small scale, mm-hmm. like write out a hundred cards and go out and do them. And then even if you hear one person back. Mm-hmm. Then show it like just shove it in your parents' face to be like, look, it works. Yeah, that'll be so satisfying. I'm glad I talked to you about it. Yeah, wow. you can be like, you can show them like your analytics for your ads. Be like, look, 7,500 people saw our ads in the last week. How many people bought a house? Mm-hmm. None. Well, I just handed out a hundred cards, and I have a guy asking me for an open house, yeah. asking me to go see this house. Yeah. There you go. Like, <laughs> that's that's what I need to hear, man. And I think that'll be the most satisfying thing of all. And not that I'm like doing it out of spite or anything like that, because it is out of love. You know what I mean? I want to see them successful. I want to see them proud of me of this good idea. But like, when they say no to it at the end of the day, after saying yes, it's like, who the fuck? What? It's yeah. It's like, a lack of integrity. That's what it is. When you yeah, say you're gonna you're do right. something and you don't do it, it's like, what? You're right. And you told me that I was very reliable and I'm very integral. If I say something, I'm gonna do it. Mm-hmm. So if they said something, they should be doing it. Yeah, not backing out after two days. Yeah, sure. I wouldn't consider it like petty to like just do it for them or do it like behind their backs. Like mm-hmm. you're you're doing it to show them a better way. Yeah, exactly. Like I get the maybe they're just they're just stuck to what's normal, like what they're comfortable with, right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like though it'll actually build respect for me too at the end of the day, right? It's like Yeah, you're not just some pushover. Yeah. Like you have you have ideas that you're putting effort into they should be listened to, not just, you know, thrown out the back window. Hell yeah. Oh, speaking of ideas that you might want to listen to. Oh, but first, but first, okay, remind me about the Grinch. Okay. The second of all, um sitting about thinking about fuck, this is awful. <laughs> Demonstration of English. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about sitting and thinking about ideas and like arguing about them. You would love this aspect of journaling that I've been practicing for like the last two days. Okay. So it's when I write like something like a fact or like a whole like sentence of what I believe and then just put, but why? (laughs) (laughs) And then then you pose the question back at yourself and you're like, oh, you argue (laughs) with yourself. Now I see why I would like it. Like, man, I got to introduce Steven to this level of journaling where you just sit there and you're like, oh, I can't believe he asked me that. And you're like, mm. give me an example of the last thing that, that you wrote that, that you questioned yourself about. Oh, fuck. I don't even I, I have to bring my journal on one episode just to like quickly show what I've been brewing over. But even just like a type of statement, are you just like saying like random things? Like you're not you're not going to be like the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. But why? 
Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> well, it's um, it, it's the Socrat- Socratic method. You know Socrates? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They regarded him as like the smartest man in, I think it was like Athens or Rome or something like that because yeah. he uh, always questioned these people. Oh, okay, yeah, you know this, but like how? How do you know this? Why do you know this? What does that mean? Yeah, just asking for And he just source. kept on asking questions on questions on questions. And eventually, people regarded him as the smartest guy ever because he just asked the right questions. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, what if I just do that to myself? It's like, it actually makes you think. Instead of just like reciting information, like sometimes I do, I'm, oh, I'm writing this down. I learned this today. This is really good for this. But you might come to realize that a lot of the opinion, the opinions or views that you have are simply just because you have them. Not because mm-hmm. you actually have like, realistic evidence or or realism to to believe it you just have it what do you mean say like you just have an idea but it's not true mm-hmm. but you just have it say if you were just like if you were the tallest guy ever mm-hmm. and you were just like yeah i'm tall mm-hmm. that's me that's who i am mm-hmm. but then you start thinking why why are you Mm. Is it because everyone else is short? Is it because you're actually tall? Maybe mm. you're not tall at all. Maybe yeah. you've never actually just met somebody who's taller than you. Mm-hmm. Then you got to start to think, why do you have this idea of yourself? Is it just because it's something you have or because there's actual like anecdotal evidence supporting this? Yeah. So it's a good idea to ask yourself why you believe the things that you do in terms of actually having that self-reflection period. Mm-hmm. I think it's good for your confidence and it's good for like believing things if you actually have yeah. evidence and su- su- you know supportive nature behind it, not to just basically be ignorant yeah it teaches you to think for yourself yeah like when someone presents you with an idea it gives you the ability to actually process it instead of just accepting it at face value oh this is right because this guy told me it yeah and i think i think that goes into why um like like why we love to play devil's advocate yeah it makes you think because it makes it makes people think when people present us with an idea we we're always like let me play devil's advocate here and Mm -hmm. it's just to actually test test like their moral dilemma on it. Like see how mm. much they actually believe in themselves yep. because it's like, if they tell you something that they believe into and then you just play devil's advocate and they immediately start backtracking. Well, then they probably didn't really believe themselves. Yeah, in it. It's a straw man. Yeah. There waiting you know, to get pushed yeah, over. Where, like, where's your courage, man? <laughs> Stick up for yourself. Exactly. There's a difference between like altering a different viewpoint based on your opinion or testing somebody's resolve on theirs. That's what it is when you write, but why, or how do you know this? It's, create it's fortifying the straw man because what if someone asks you okay you write down something in your journal that you believe i strongly believe in this this is this is what i'm all about the alpha virtues for example Mm -hmm. but why and all of a sudden it's like let's say someone asks you that in casual conversation oh but why should i look and smell good everywhere i go uh and you look like a dunce sitting there thinking about it like you weren't prepared right yeah but you should have 10 facts ready to fucking shoot off in case anyone ever asks you that kind of question so you're fortifying the straw man by essentially arguing with yourself yeah you could be you'd be ready to go with the well i want to look and smell good everywhere i go because scent is one of the quickest ways to the brain yeah to tell somebody that they like you yeah Holy shit, this guy's thought about it. They're that. like, oh, fuck, he's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You're not right? just going like, oh, well, you know, it's social standards that you should look and smell good. No, that's why the perfume and cologne industry is a billion-dollar industry. They prey on that fact. Exactly. Don't and all of a sudden, you're starting to believe me. Like, okay, yeah, Shane, at least you came with some evidence. You know what I mean? Instead exactly. of just like, oh, I, just, I feel that way. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, shut like, up, bro. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, like, if you're going to offer me your opinion and then be, like, super superficial when I ask you why. Yeah. And it's like, do you even really believe this, bro? Yeah. <laughs> 
And it almost gives you like a healthy sense of skepticism when people present you with facts. It gives you a lot more access to being realistic towards yourself mm. instead of like like thinking irrationally or thinking like it's just like overemphasizing things. Yeah. You're either like downsizing it or you're overemphasizing it. So it really gives you like an access to a, a sort of like logical realism that's really going to mm-hmm. kind of keep you in touch with reality. Mm-hmm. A logical realism to keep you in touch with reality. That's put that shit on your tombstone right there. <laughs> that, that goes hard. <laughs> oh, I'm always, like when it comes to like dreams or like optimism or pessimism, I find that I've always been like very logical. Yeah, I'm not really like out bored with what I'm afraid of or like what I think I'm going to accomplish. I'm pretty realistic. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, but I think it's good because I'm not. I'm not promising myself too much and I'm not undersizing myself too little. Mm-hmm. I find when people think that they can do more than they actually can, it becomes toxic. You're right. They, beca- they, they just get like this like toxic ego, which is just, it's just not in a good sense. And we talked mm-hmm. about how having a good ego or having an ego can be good if you use it for the right things. Mm-hmm. But if you think that you're indestructible, you're going to be flying too close to the sun. Yeah, exactly. And you're going to start taking over jobs that you think you can master. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I find this, so we're talking about taking on too many jobs that I think they can master. I find this in myself. You know what I mean? It's like, oh yeah, I can be awesome at fitness, communication, 3D printing, being a real estate agent and like doing like five other things. I'm building a fucking home. Like I'm doing all these things at once, right? And I can be awesome in all of these because I have the self-confidence. But the fact of the matter is, what creates mastery is repetitions. Yeah. The more reps I put in, every single drywall screw I put in, every single single model I print out, every single pull-up I do is creating mastery in that category, right? Yeah. But if I can only do five pull-ups a day and I can only 3D print one object a, a year or a month, it's not going to be as good as, as if I 3D printed one every single day or did a thousand pull-ups a day or built a home in a couple months. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's what Cal Newport talks about in his book, Deep Work. Yeah, I don't know if you've heard of the book. I have. I think the basis of it is that it's not necessarily can you do it, but can you trust yourself to do it? Can you do it, but can you trust yourself to do it? Can you do a pull-up? Can you do a hundred? Yeah. Do you trust yourself to do that? hundred percent. What do you mean trust myself? Can, do you believe that you could just go do that? Yeah. Well, there you go. You can do it. Mm. There's a difference between like, could you do a thousand? Yeah. Come on, man. You're kind of, you're kind of ruining what I'm trying to put down. Oh, here. okay. Take a bigger number. Could you do in a day? Could you do a thousand in a day? Yeah. Day 61 of this year, I did a thousand. You're fucking kidding me. And a day after that, I did a thousand as well. With a thousand leg raises. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> All right, fuck me. Talk about VR. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm saying that at the cell. I made myself look like a cocky bastard by saying that. Do you want to talk about the uh, the life path that our girlfriend set us on last week? Oh my gosh, I thought you'd never ask. I'm so excited to talk about that. Right I, after this <laughs> quick pee break. Over yeah. There. Okay, the reason we didn't talk about the thousand pull-ups is because it's actually a failure to me. I you said did a thousand push-ups and it counts as a fail. It counts as a fail because this just sounds even more egotistical. No, I was going after David Goggins. Do you know you know David Goggins? Yeah, I actually don't like him. You don't like him? No. So he held the pull-up record for it was I think like three thousand eight hundred or something like that, or maybe it was just over four thousand pull-ups in yeah. one day, and it took him like seventeen hours to complete. And I'm like. 
if I go hard, I could do, it was a thousand pull-ups in two hours. So two, four, six. That's not six like. Six hours would be 3,000. That that's like that's stretching it though. That that's assuming that you're gonna keep up that sort of pace. Yeah, and I would with I get no I get muscle fa- fatigue. I get fatigued over time, right? Yeah. And so I started learning the science. If I put my hands in cold, I can go harder for longer. If I release carbon dioxide through this through this breathing, like Wim Hof breathing, I can actually go longer and harder. So I start fucking honing my body. You know what I mean? Honing my mind, eliminating distractions, listening to the same music every single day. So when I hear that, I just go hard. And so I started the year, uh, day one of 2021, I could do 50 pull-ups. Oh, okay. I'm going to do 10 more the next day. I did 60 pull-ups. I'm going to go hard on day three. I'm going to do 100 pull-ups. Fucking hard like an animal, right? Like, holy shit. All of a sudden, it becomes a game. I write down in the journal every single day. Oh, I did this many. 120. I wonder if I can do 150 tomorrow. You know what I mean? I'm alternating from wide grip to, to close grip, wide grip to close grip. So I'm going back and forth. So I don't get too tired out. And with every new thing I learn about, oh, what I drink in the morning, how I cool my hands and my body, what kind of oxygen I take in, how I take it in, what kind of music I listen to. I'm learning ways to improve, right? All of a sudden, I'm going to do 50 more pull-ups every single day until I literally can't do another pull-up. I might be bored as fuck. I might be tired. But as long as I can move my arms like this, yeah. I'm going to sit there until I can't stop, until I beat David Goggins' record. And so on day one, I did 50. On day 60, I did 1,000. And then I stopped there. I hit my personal. I've, I found my, my treasure in that. But at the end of the day, it's still sitting in the back of my mind as like, Shane, you let Goggins beat you. You know what I mean? You shouldn't compare yourself to someone like that, though. I don't know. I still feel like I could. Like, I'm younger than him. It's, I have, like it's good. Don't get me wrong. It's good to set the goal, but you shouldn't think that you can't do it because somebody else did it. I think what one man can do, so can another. That's arbitrary. What do you mean? That's like my philosophy for just life. because Ronnie Coleman, you know, bench, <laughs> you know, like bench like five seventy five doesn't mean you yeah. can just go do it. Yeah, I know. Like, Every, everything's within their limits, right? You know but, what I mean? I think that's something you're better at than I am. And I think you pointed it out as one of my biggest faults. And we, we were originally talking about this. How, like, I'm almost spread too thin, and that's what makes me weak. Yeah. Instead of being more focused on doing one thing. Like, when I was doing pull-ups, I would spend, like, over two and a half hours in the gym. And then I go on to the fucking leg raises for another, like, another hour. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, next thing you know, I'm spending, like, three and a half hours in the gym. And I couldn't do that reliably. You know what I no. mean? I'm not going to be like David Goggins spending 17 hours in the gym every day. Yeah, you're not going to go do Hell Week three times in a year. Yeah, so yeah. It, it became like unreasonable or that's maybe it's me excusing myself for my failure. I don't know. There comes to a point where it's unhealthy too. Yeah, I don't know. I felt pretty fucking badass after doing it, but I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell anybody until like... You're just hoping somebody would just randomly call you out to do, oh yeah, I bet you can't do this 20 pull-up fir- shit. This is the first time anyone's ever mentioned it and I don't like talk about this basically at all only like two people know about it because i know it's like the more you talk about it a you sound cocky and b yeah <laughs> i know now i say to the fucking podcast of all people right i know hi guys so why don't we jump down to something a little bit more relaxing thanks shane you were challenged to relax for 30 minutes a day <laughs> yeah, i failed bro <laughs> what 
I couldn't do it. I, I got the Snapchat of you, and it was just like staring at a wall. You're like, I stared at a wall for 15 minutes. Such relax. Yeah. And I was like, hey, he's actually doing it. Yeah. Okay. I did it for like five out of the seven days. But I don't know, man. It goes to show that I'm I'm mortal. You know what I mean? Like I have a hard time doing hard things. You know what I mean? Oh, you Okay, so... What about the um, Kate also said when she sends you a song, you have to like give like a detailed response about it. Did you I was do that? pretty good at that, although pretty good. So you weren't perfect. You no, didn't do it because every time? it was like her fucking trap card, man. When the Spotify wrapped came out, she gives me like 15 like screenshots of her Spotify wrapped. And then in there is like a song. And then she's like, oh, you lose. You didn't send me the what you thought about the song. I'm like. What? Oh, it was in oh, the well, middle of really all fair. I thought it would, I thought she would just be like this song. You know, I thought it'd be like like Arctic Monkeys 505 and then yeah. you'd have to do that. Not just be like here's my whole Spotify rap and you had to be like there's <laughs> yeah, the song. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like, bro. It's a crossword puzzle looking for it. I know. So that's what got me. But how, how do you think I did? Just real quick. I think you did sensationally because you're that kind of yeah, yeah, I, I, did, I had I had to do it perfectly. Nice. Yeah, I, I, I did my stretching every day. I did my I did my I wrote down my gratefuls every day. So I'm a I'm a much more flexible person. I can touch my toes now. Hell yeah! I'm just joking. I can't. I'm still no? not even close. No, you think I'm ten, stretching for ten minutes a day? I could touch my toes for you know. No, not even close. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I'm doing a lot of stuff like that, though. I was, I was doing yoga, like, all last week, man. Nice. I would never do yoga. You must be more flexible, though. Even though you can't touch your toes, you must be more flexible. I I, I think my hamstrings are just viciously tight. Mm. But it's like, ah, I'm all, like, the whole the whole time I'm doing it with Haley, because we would just, like, FaceTime every night. I'd be like, I'd be like okay, like, like 9.30, we're FaceTiming. You're walking me through these stretches so that I can do it. Mm. And it was like... Every time it's exactly like she explained. She's like, oh, yeah, just go into a light tension. I'm just pushing to pain immediately <laughs> because I just want I just want to give it my all, you know. Do you warm up your muscles first? Like before I usually work yeah. out and then we stretch. OK, that's perfect. Nice. Yeah, because I, I, don't, I don't really stretch before I work out. Oh, OK. That's like the wrong way to do it. I know, I know. I know. Um, Not that it's bad to stretch out to you work out. So but. if you're stretching before you work out, make sure to do dynamic stretches. So Nick will tell you this and he'll back this. It's like arm circles and like stuff where you're actually moving your body around. Yeah. After your workout is when you want to do your static stretches, like your holds. Yeah. That's the proper way to do it. If you're doing like, if you're cold, just sitting there for like two hours doing nothing and you're just like, I'm just going to stretch out. And then you just like bend yourself in half. Like, yeah, you're going to hurt yourself. You yeah. know what I mean? But if you're working out and doing dynamic things and your blood's pumping throughout your body, then your muscles are warm and ready to go. So why couldn't you relax for 30 minutes a day, Shane? Uh, Because it was before work and we just had shit to do. You know what I mean? I'm sure I could if I pissed some people off and be like, no, I got to draw on the iPad for 30 minutes. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I sound like a child, you know? Okay, okay. So, essentially, I don't mean to be calling you out here, but essentially it sounds like you didn't you didn't schedule in this time to relax. No, I'm sure. Okay, if I in hindsight, I probably could have woken up earlier, got my workout done, ate my breakfast, did all my morning routine, and then still had time to relax, quote-unquote, before... Let me ask you, are you really that down to the, like, to a 10-minute span about what you're doing in a day? 
For my mornings, yeah, because I like to eat exactly my first meal at 10 and be done by 10.30. And I'll be done my last meal every day around 6 to 6.30. I'll be putting my dishes away consistently every day. That way I know that in the next couple hours I'll be falling asleep. Because if I, for example, eat at like 10 o'clock tonight, my sleep is going to go to shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I have a very set morning routine from where I wake up, when I work out, and when I eat. And I don't alter that because if all of a sudden I'm throwing a half an hour in of quote unquote relaxing and I'm not eating till 11 o'clock, then that's going to throw. But what are you doing from 930 to 10? Oh, I'm working out. Oh. And then you can't really relax like while you're eating. Um, Read a book while you're eating. So stare out the window, stare at the wall while you're eating. That's a a 30 minute span from 10 to 1030. Yeah, I could. I could. And you know, that's what I did for a couple of days. I take my breakfast outside and I'd literally just walk around like in nature. Yeah. Take deep breaths. Look at all the sun. Well, not looking at the sun. Not burning my retinas, <laughs> but like l- looking at the sky and all that. And I'd be like, "Wow, this is really nice." Now well, calm that's me relaxing. Right that, that that is relaxing. Yeah. Just because you're eating, doing something else, doesn't take away from it. Okay. But just like sending a snap, staring at the wall. I wouldn't really call that relaxing. Just staring at a wall. Yeah, I was playing. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> I was like, "There's no way he's actually just staring at a wall for 15 minutes. That would kill me, bro." Yeah. Hey, want to FaceTime? Hmm? Staring at a wall. No, I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> A busy relax. I know. And that's another thing. Like, I can't tell someone I'm busy if I'm just sitting there doing nothing, right? Like, I'd have to be... It, for me, it's either you're working or you're working out. Yeah, because it just, like, wouldn't, it would just be so confusing to somebody else if your dad was like, hey, Shane, I need some help in the garage. And you're like, oh, I can't. I'm busy right now. He's like, what are you doing? And you're just staring at the wall. Yeah. I'd be like, the fuck are you doing? Like, get your ass out of here. Like, I know. And you can see like, it from his perspective, right? Well, I mean, you could also explain yourself and be like, like, no, Kate says that I have to... <laughs> relax for 30 minutes a day i'm in my relaxation period yeah so a couple of things i tried. you were the one that said in this challenge that you were like if anybody asks you to stray from you have to be like no i'm doing a challenge yeah i know i know i know <sighs> mr Awful. integrity over here i know man of his own word and i admit like i fucked up it was hard for me to do it yeah it was very hard for me to do it yeah because like i said it's either i'm working or i'm working out to like sit there and do nothing it's hard so you're right. Yours was definitely more of a, and it's funny because you said hey, this was going to be easy and then you immediately changed it with being hard. It's definitely, yeah. it had, your challenge had the biggest impact of essentially who you are as a person. Yeah. It basically just clashes. It pumped the brakes. Yeah. It basically just clashes with your mentality. Yeah. It was hard for like an emotional level. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's, it's just not you. Yeah. Like is, is stretching and saying about things, th- saying things I'm grateful for, not me. Not necessarily. They're not things yeah. that I do, but it doesn't mean that they're not part of me. That it's they're easy actively to the build opposite. into your character. Exactly. It's it's. It, I'm way more malleable in that sense to pick those things up. But because they are essentially polar opposites of what you normally do in a day, it, it's a lot harder for you to actually pick them up and mm-hmm. do it consistently. Mm-hmm. And it is about okay. So they talk about this in heart rate variability: is to have times of the day where your heart rate goes very high for a little bit, and then for the rest of the day, your heart rate's very low. So at the point of the day where my heart rate's usually the highest, I'm on the bike, I'm fucking sweating or I'm doing crazy like workouts in the gym in that morning hour, my heart rate's going to be higher from like 7.30 a.m. up until like 10.30, right? Yeah. So to like bring it to 9K RPM and then boom, like instantly drop it down to a thousand and then like back up to after a cold shot. It's just weird. It's weird for my physiology. You know what I mean? But later in the day, don't get me wrong, like, 
after 6.30, I'm usually chilling. Like, I am relaxed. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. all about the time of day. If she said, oh, just do it, like, at lunch or, like, after after dinner, I'd be like, hell yeah. Like, this is easy for me now, right? Yeah. Because it's all about the time of day. When, when it's right in the morning, it's my most active. You can't really force someone on some, uh, force something on someone like that. Like Unless I, you're getting put up to it on a challenge yeah. <laughs> podcast. <laughs> wow. I mean, like, you accepted it, but, like, I, yeah. I, I made my girlfriend try cold showers. No way. Yeah. Wow. She I have to talk fan. to you about that. She wasn't a fan. Well, do you, do, okay, so I got to tell you one thing I actually learned today about cold showers. And it, it wouldn't be a left on red podcast if we didn't mention talk, a new benefit of cold yeah. showers. <laughs> Even so, though it's not new, we talk about cold showers a lot. <laughs> so, basically, they found... The number one thing that you can reduce, that you can do to reduce anxiety and onset of depression. Let's say like, for example, you know that something's going to happen. Like one of your cats is going to die, heaven forbid, right? And that's going to hit you fucking hard. Yeah. And you're not going to want to see that coming. Or you see that coming, but you're not going to want to feel that emotional train hit you. What you can do to prime yourself, and I think someone should be doing this every single day because you never know what life's going to throw at you, is experience just five minutes of stress every day voluntary stress so for me this is through your tumult breathing in combination with cold showers which do not do this at home like people have fucking drowned like this <laughs> but I'm, I'm a little crazy do not do this at home so just not, you have to do it at a public shower so somebody <laughs> can find you <laughs> you should have put your dad in a public bath when you put him in that I THC know. bath put him out uh, so <laughs> I'm going to get such a bad rap for that. <laughs> I swear, leave a comment below if you think it's an awful idea. So what that basically does is that five minutes of self-induced stress is primes your emotional system for those stressful events. Because if you never feel stress in your life and all of a sudden, all of a sudden something even remotely stressful happens. You can't deal with it. There's a, some, there's part of our body call, or our mind called the uh, insula or the insular cortex. And you ever, uh, it, it modulates how your internal reacts to the external world. Yeah. So you ever see someone like sitting there and doing their thing in the kitchen, you go up behind them, you go, hey, what's going on? And they go, wah! And they jump. You know what I mean? That's, That's because <laughs> they're, they're insular. Their insular cortex is out of, out of whack. You know what I mean? They're reacting in a... Uh, a disproportionate way yeah. to the outside world. Their inside is reacting completely different. Now I feel bad for saying that to Haley. She just scares easily. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, well, I'm not saying that it's like it's like fucked up, but I'm sure if she took a cold shower every single day or did this like in self-induced um, stress response. But you know that the cold shower is coming. Yeah, and that's why that's that's so, so, so important. And that's but how does that compare to like a flash of stress, like like being scared? Okay, so. Think about this. If you didn't know the cold shower is coming or it wasn't voluntary, let's say someone like fucking tied you down and just blasted you with cold water for five minutes. Like that would be traumatizing. That would be awful, right? That would leave PTSD <laughs> in your mind, right? But if you're able to turn on that cold and sit there and just go and calm your mind down during a stressful event, that is tuning, fine-tuning your insular cortex to know, okay, this is a stressful event and I can handle it. I can bring down my cortisol levels even in the face of this big spike of adrenaline. You yeah. know what I mean? So research has come out on that. Just try it. Don't hyperventilate in the bath or the shower. You could drown. You didn't hear it from me, <laughs> but that's what I do. <laughs> 
<laughs> start banging my chest like a monkey. Just get like my my. I do it too. Solved. The moment like the moment I turn it to cold, like I immediately start going. <laughs> yeah, 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 I yeah. Get ready for it. Like if I just breathe normally, like I can't take it as much. It, it helps yeah. to like focus on the breathing. Yeah. So I gotta actually increase my duration because I only do it for like probably like a minute. Minute and 30 tops. Yeah, probably like 30 seconds, 45 seconds. Yeah, that's right. But like if they're saying on all these research papers that like five minutes is optimal. And if you go longer than that, like up to 15 minutes, it's actually can be detrimental. Like you don't want to do it for too long. Oh, yeah. That just becomes borderline unhealthy for your body at that point. Yeah. Then it's like that stress response is prolonged. Got anything you want to wrap up on, Shane? Okay. You did tell me to remind you about the Grinch. I'm glad you reminded me of the Grinch, Stephen. So... This year, I'm going to dress up as the Grinch for the first time ever. It's going to be so good. For Christmas. Okay, so the whole point of Christmas gifts is that people want to be heard. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, Stephen's been paying attention to me all year. He knows what I want because he listened to me. I'm saying this hypothetically. I don't want anything from you. (laughs) (laughs) But he knows more about what I want than I even think I want. You know what I mean? It's like... He's really listening to me. He knows my wants and desires. But what people also communicate to you is what they fucking hate. (laughs) 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 So I've been listening with my careful ears onto what everybody around me despises. My sister hates vapes. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, I got you a vape. Um, My sister, she she goes, Shane, I'm going to save every girl ever talks to you a big, uh, like, I'm going to save them all the trouble right now. Never get a girl any jewelry with hearts on it. We fucking hate it. We do not like any. We're not 14. We don't like jewelry with hearts on it. So don't get us it. And, and like her loving boyfriend got her like some like really, I don't know if it was like a ring or like a necklace or something like that. And she goes, I will never wear this. It has a heart on it. Aww. I'm not a little girl. I'm a woman. I don't wear hearts. It looks stupid. And I'm like, what do you? No way. And so I, I run it by Kit. And she's like, yeah, I second that. I will never wear anything that has a heart on it. I'm like, okay. I'm buying her exclusively jewelry and glasses with hearts on uh. it. I got the heart glasses. I got a heart necklace. I got like a, a heart ring or something like that. And I'm like, she's never going to wear this. I love it. <laughs> And then, arguably, those kind of gifts do mean something. Yeah, they, because they show I've been listening. Yeah. And I actively bought you something that you will return <laughs> to the store. <laughs> and so what else? Yeah, the I receipt's get? in the bottom of the box, by the yeah. way. And that'll be the real gift. It'll yeah. be a gift card yeah. or, or cash back. I made sure to buy everything cash. I just get like a, a stack of cash for, for Christmas. But they have to go get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. They go return this shit. What else did I get? So... Uh, Kate had the idea. Let's get someone uh, golf balls and like golf pegs to put in the ground. Yeah. But let's individually wrap them. <laughs> so they're unwrapping a golf ball and they go, "Oh, it's a golf ball!" And then they, there's like six more of them on the ground. And they're like, "Uh, do I have to unwrap them." Yeah, unwrap them all. So we're oh, each individual golf, golf ball. ball. Oh, another one. Oh, it's a tee. In the middle of winter. <laughs> yeah, there's just twenty four tees in there, like. Uh, this is so bad um oh fuck what else did i get i got myself a gift i got myself a moose um horn it's like one of those moose called whatever sound the fucking moose makes shane insert the moose sound here (laughs) (laughs) shout out to future shane thanks bro (laughs) so 
I got myself like a it's huge. It's like the size of my forearm. Yeah. And you blow into it and it makes the <laughs> noise. <laughs> <laughs> you give yourself a lot of work in the editing. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say, oh, who's this gift for? I'm gonna dress up like the Grinch too. I'm gonna get like a green t shirt with some like green fuzzy shit coming out of it. I don't even care if I look stupid, but it's gonna be the best Christmas ever. And I'm gonna say, oh, looks like Shane got himself a gift, and I'm gonna unwrap it and go. <laughs> and then everyone's gonna be like, Shane, are you fucking kidding me, man? You got yourself a gift just to piss us off. And I go, oh, I'm the Grinch. Well, do you actually like hate mooses, though? No, but moose, we don't. Meese. We're never gonna use it because <laughs> we're vegans. Like, we don't eat moose. <laughs> What's anyone gonna do with this <laughs> in the household? Oh, man. I am so excited. Well, I can't wait. Yeah. I definitely want to see some Snapchats on these reactions, especially on the moose thing. Yeah, my family's going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> my sister's going to be like, Shane, I hate you, bro. Oh, man. And then my mom specifically said, she goes, oh, this is like a year ago. I remember her saying, I love Irish cream, Bailey's Irish cream coffee. It's like a special K-cup or something yeah. like that. And yeah. I'm like, okay, hell yeah. I remember it's from last year. And so I'm like, oh, I'm going to get her those. So I ordered them on Amazon. But then I also ordered the two coffees she hates the most, vanilla and hazelnut. And I'm going to be, oh, mom, I got you these coffees. I remember you said something about them, so I got them. And I just want to see the most fake reaction. <laughs> oh, thanks, Shane. Where'd you get them from? What if, she, what if she just goes all out and she's like, no, I actually hate these. Yeah. Uh, like, then I'd be oh. grateful. I'd be like, okay, at least you're being true. You're being keeping it 100. You know what I mean? <laughs> but... I, I just want to. Are like, you gonna call her out? She's like, "Oh, thanks so much." And you're like, "I know you hate them." <laughs> <laughs> I might have to. She's like, "Oh, I'll try it first. But I know, I know she hates hazelnut and vanilla coffee. So, but I'll be like, "No, jokes are just. I got you a good one." So, but That's I just want to see people's reactions to gifts that they absolutely hate. And then maybe in like the background, in the back closet, I'll have like some actual gifts for them. I don't know. Maybe if I'm feeling like I'm not the Grinch this year, but. I feel like today was uh or this year is a perfect opportunity to be the Grinch because my family like we have enough you know what I mean yeah and I'm like we're moving more towards a minimalistic society we're yeah. purging a lot of shit that we're not using it's just sitting around especially just like where we are in life in terms of like our age and the people around us we're not really at a point where we really need things yeah exactly yeah. so just buying a bunch of material shit for people is just like yeah. it's almost counter counterintuitive because like. Yeah. Let's say I buy someone all these golf balls. Like, is this going to be sitting in their fucking closet collecting dust for the next, like, six yeah. months? Like, why? I'm buying something that's not going to be used. Exactly. So yes. I'm going to be the Grinch and buy something that will definitely not be used, but will <laughs> get a lot of smiles out of people and a nice gift card when they go to return it. That would be pretty funny. So that's I, might, what I, I, might pull some, I might pull some of that concept for my own Christmas show. Please do. This year. And if anyone listening is like, man, I want to role play as the Grinch this year, I want to hear how your stories went, what funny gifts you got for people. It's going to be a lit Christmas. Anyway, yeah. guys, have a happy holiday, and I'll catch you next time.